from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Theo Stone, I heard we have Bam ready to go. Not quite. Not, not quite. quite. Okay. Working on it. He is. He is going to be on his way at What's some up? point here. What's up, Ken? That does not sound like Bam at Close. all. What a horrific, horrific impression. What's uh, going on, Ken? That's even worse. Let me. Uh, in the meantime, so we can save the world from Stone Labanowitz's Bam Autobio impression that nobody asked for, is I want to tell you about EDS. EDS is yes. They are where you go for AC needs. Sometimes it is AC desperation if that thing is shot. But you want to know how you keep your AC unit from being shot? You make sure it gets regular service. That Gold Planet EDS, that is the way to go. They're coming in, checking in on you, making sure that AC is running smoothly. This weekend felt like July again. Saturday and Sunday was miserable. Miserable, awful Super hot, 5 a.m., 83 degrees, terrible type of heat. So that A.C., it is necessary. It's always necessary down here, and especially if you just came from your summer home and you've come back down to South Florida and that A.C. hasn't gotten much attention, well, you might find some issues with it. EDS is yes. How do you get a hold of them? I would suggest edsairconditioning.com. edsairconditioning.com, and certainly go to the website route if it's after hours. EDS is yes. Been doing it since 2006. They are family-owned and operated. They are servicing Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. EDS is yes. edsairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. edsairconditioning.com. Tom, uh, Stone, are you yes. still are you still workshopping that uh, that impression? Uh, or are we no. still good to go? We have the real the real deal now. Well, Stone has. I mean, we we could have workshopped Stone's impression, but how about this? How's it going there, Bam? Out of bio. I, I'm good, man. They told me not to interrupt your reads. Oh, are, are, you, are you finished? No, Bam, oh. hey, Bam, you know, I just got to make a paycheck. That's all I'm doing right there. You could have interrupted it, no problem. So <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Uh, Bam Adebayo with us here from Miami Heat Media Day on ESPN 106.3, two-time NBA All-Star, four-time NBA All-Defensive second team, and some damn day he will – receive rightfully defensive player of the year this in the year. NBA as well. This year, that's the plan. Bam, I, I do want to start with this, and I know you've gotten every Dame question under the sun, but just for <laughs> just for, for posterity purposes here, I know that you're a close friend of his, and you said earlier today, yeah, you were communicating with him throughout the entire saga that began July 1st. When you ultimately heard that Dame had been traded to the Bucks, uh, and, and I'll give you context. I felt anger. I thought the whole thing was petty and personal and really sucked <laughs> the way it went down. What was the initial emotion you had upon hearing that Dame was going to Milwaukee? Uh, I mean, I just didn't – I didn't expect Milwaukee out of all places. Yeah. I'll say that. I didn't, ex- I didn't expect Milwaukee. I expected them to end up going back to training camp in Portland. Uh you know, doing it another year, and you figure it out as you go on. Uh, but him going to Milwaukee, I was like, they made an upgrade. Sure, I respect it. You know, we we were uh, we did beat them in the playoffs last year, so I, I figured they was going to try to up their value and, and make sure they get over the hump. Um, for him, though, uh, I was happy for him at the end of the day because he got what he wanted. He got out of Portland and. He got a chance where he can win. But, Bambi, I mean, partially he kind of didn't necessarily get what he expressed that he wanted or we heard that he uh, wanted 
because he wanted to be here with you. A hundred percent. But hey, man, if if was a fifth, we all be drunk at this point. <laughs> uh, so uh, from that standpoint, I mean, I felt like it was something personal between what they had going on. I don't know. Uh, after it was done, it was kind of you don't want to talk about that type of subject because uh, you know, like I said. We, we talk about basketball enough. Uh, a lot of times when, you know, I, I get guys that I become close with over seasons uh, through uh, the Olympics, whatever case may be, it's not really about basketball when we have conversation. So <clears throat> to have that conversation was more so, you know, I felt like it was something that was between him and the organization. Uh, so, yeah. For you, I mean – this uh, the Heat Bucks rivalry that we've had over the past few years. It just only it heats up even more for you. I mean now now you get to pin his shot up against the backboard and stare him down um, as the Heat look to beat a team like that in the Eastern Conference playoffs. How much more does that just add to that layer? Because I mean it gets it gets serious every year. Uh, I mean it's that competitive nature uh, that always kicks in. That 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 blood always starts that starts running, and obviously. I'm one of them people, but when I play against, you know, guys that, you know, I consider my homies, my homeboys, I want to beat they ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to beat you by 40. Uh, just so whenever, you know, whatever happens, baby showers, anniversaries, Christmas, birthdays, when I call you or we have a conversation and basketball is brought up at that one point. Yeah. I got my bragging rights. I don't even have to say anything because you, you you know what happened. I ain't got to say nothing no more. We move on. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Bam, yeah. Bam Adebayo with us here on ESPN 106.3. It is LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Uh, Bam, I'm just a, a schlub. I'm a guy. So take this with a grain of salt, okay? I thought, though, the postseason run that you had was the best two-way play you have shown your entire career. I thought you were the most consistent offensive option in the finals as well. You just really, in my opinion, in that spot, both ways broke out. When are you going to get the proper amount of respect for being a an elite two-way player, and what the hell is it going to take for you to finally win Defensive Player of the Year? Why do you think that hasn't happened? Uh, I mean, politics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the easiest thing to say. Uh, I, I feel like it's politics because – I feel like you you go into this thing, you do everything you can. Um, you know, you make some unbelievable plays, and then you have people that are saying, like, well, we just looked at the stat sheet, and he had more blocks and steals than you. And I I'm hate like, the blocks number, by the way. That, doesn't, that does not translate <laughs> at all to actual defensive play a lot of the time. Exactly. So in my mind, I'm like, I get stops, though. Mm. Right. Like, not, not just – He's just shooting, shooting, shooting a shot, and I can test. Like, no, like guys try to go at me. It's a stop. They pass it, or <laughs> they don't score. Uh, and I feel like I've done that, you know, better than a, a lot of players in this league. Uh, being that I do that, and also will go get you twenty and ten, mm -hmm. and almost a triple double at some point. Bam, I, I want to ask you about, I mean, that guy that just walked in there behind you, uh, Tyler Hero, who, I mean, his name was kind of surfacing and floating in all of this, right? Like, his future was yeah. uncertain, but now he's back here uh, in Miami with you guys ready to fight. How excited are you to see what his evolution is like? Because you guys had to make that playoff run 
without that scoring power. Now you insert that. You got Triple J. You got Thomas Bryant. All this new life. It's not Dame Lillard, but it is a, a, a army that Eric Spoelstra has been repeating time after time today. He feels like this is one of those teams. When you look at Tyler Hero, the chip he has on his shoulder now, what's your first thought going into this season? Oh, man, somebody's in trouble. <laughs> uh, just because my guys had a, probably a lot of stress going on in his life. Like I said, you know, the biggest thing about everything that has happened, you know, I've wanted it to hurt and get over because at the end of the day, guys have kids. Guys have families. Guys have people they worry about, people they have to move, certain situations, certain things have to flow together. Uh, so, you know, for me it was hurry up and get it done because I feel like it's not much to talk about or anything to say. Uh, you know, it, it's a business at the end of the day, but, you know, I feel like when one four steps on that court, you know, a lot of people are in trouble because, you know, I feel like he has a mountain chip on his shoulder. Um and that doesn't do anything but fuel our team. Bam Adebayo with us here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, two parts to this, because I, uh, I know we're, we're getting up against it here. But uh, A, uh, are you planning next summer being in Paris for the Olympics, coming back to the U.S. team? Mm. And, and B, uh, what the hell is with Jimmy? Like, what's, what's happening there? <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten that question a lot, and I feel like it's, you know, people want to ask me because – the, the two man in front, but it's just misunderstood, man. <laughs> it's just it's just yeah. misunderstood. And you're not a spokesman. You know you shouldn't have to answer for him. What did he? So did y'all ask him? We uh, haven't got we a haven't chance to him yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just uh, you know I'm gonna just say he's misunderstood. <laughs> and I feel like everybody goes through phases differently. You know, some people go through the emo stage uh -huh. around ten to ten to fourteen. You know, he's going through his emo stage at, at 34. Yeah, right. It, uh, just delayed. Yeah, it's just it was just a little delayed, you know. Uh, so he, he's finally getting, you know, his phases out, and, you know, he'll be ready for the season. <laughs> <laughs> this, here's the real question, though, and I don't know if he's even made note of it. Is it going to stay this time around? Because the dreads evaporated. Uh, Are we going to have to look at this, like, week five of the, uh, in the in-season tournament? Are we going to be seeing Jimmy with this piercing and maybe not the piercing, but the uh, flat-ironed, uh, you know? Uh, I mean, I think it'd be hilarious uh, if he does keep it. I think it'd be full-on hilarious. Uh, and it, it brings entertainment at the end of the day, man. It's, it's something to laugh at. He's, he's, as you can see, one of the biggest class clowns that you've ever met. Um, so, yeah, uh, he's misunderstood. He's going through his emo phase, and uh, he'll be ready for camp. Uh, just real quick before we let you go, I, I, I did want to follow up real quick on the Olympics here, Bam. All right, when do you make that decision where you're, whether you're going to play for the U.S. team or you're planning on being in Paris just because there's been a lot of discussion about some of the big guns coming back after the World Championships? Yeah, uh, you, de you definitely it's definitely a thought in your head because obviously we, we got to win a Olympic gold medal. Um, but for me, it's just – getting through this season healthy first mm -hmm. and then you you get to worry about that because uh that is something that you want to be fully healthy and prepared for because that's not an easy test to go over those waters and and win because you know like you like you've seen it you've got the whole country on your back right right and we all know once we lose it's the headlines. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. the it's it's the constant. 
uh, booing you. It's the you disrespected, you know, America because you lost this, that, and the third. You got to deal with all this mess. So, you know, for me, man, get through this season completely healthy and and be healthy when I make that decision. Bam, we are very pro Bam Adebayo on this yeah. radio show. Appreciate we appreciate it. you taking some time with us uh, and uh, enjoy camp for uh, as much as you can at uh, at FAU. And here's to a great season, okay? Yes, sir. I might have to pull out a wig, uh, start training <laughs> camp since everybody <laughs> doing Carrot top one there. Yeah, man. <laughs> Appreciate that, you. That is Bam Adebayo with us here on ESPN 106.3, Heat Big Man. Uh, a, a lot of, of gold stuff there from Bam because he does not hold back. And I think him talking about Dame and talking about the Blazers and talking about the Bucks acquisition of the Blazers, or uh, the Bucks acquisition of, of Dame Lillard, I, hey, we beat him last year. So, yeah, they had to go make themselves better. That is the type of pettiness I'm looking for from Bam Adebayo. That is good stuff right there. Uh, really, really awesome with Bam. And that brings us right up until the start yeah, well, of Hour 2. I bet we get to a break as fast as we can because uh, Tyler Boy Wonder wants to sit yeah. down. Oh, He's let's do it. sitting down right now. Uh, is he, why, don't we, why don't we just keep it here? Let's do let's it. Let's keep it here then. Let's keep it here. All right. Uh, this is WUUB ESPN 106.3 uh, Jupiter. And so joining us now here on uh, LaVica, Theo, and Stone, Miami Heat Media Day on a Monday. We've had Spo. We've had Triple J, Jame Jaquez Jr. Just got done with Bam Adebayo. And you guys just let me know. Uh, cue me when it's time to go here. We We're are getting them going right there. That's all the, uh, the jokes. You hear right there. That's fine. We'll get uh, Tyler ready to go. Tyler's been busy. Tyler Hero has been uh, all over the place uh, when it comes to, uh, to to being a wanted man media-wise. Obvious questions for him. He's answered them. Uh, and earlier today said, I don't feel not wanted uh, when asked about uh, how the summer has been. Uh, but Tyler Hero uh, is about to join He's us good here to go. on ESPN 106.3. And joining us now is former sixth man of the year in the NBA, Tyler Hero. And uh, how 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 I just let's start with this. How are you? How are you feeling? How is your head right now? We are we 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 worry about you. This has been obviously a very very contentious off season. How are you feeling? I feel great. Just want to say, don't worry about me. I'm doing great. All right. I'm doing good. My mental is good. My body is good. I'm I'm doing good. I'm ready to roll. Just initially, <coughs> conversations you've had with Spo, and I know that uh, everybody's getting back together for the first time in quite some time. What was just some of the initial interactions with Coach? Uh, you know, just you know, talking about you know getting ready for the season. Really, you know, we haven't had much <coughs> clarity with uh, what's going on, with what what has went on, you know, in the summer. So. You know, this is really my first time just being around the team and being in the arena, you know, all summer. So I'm here um, just enjoying the, the media day and, um, you know, just ready for the season, ready to play. Tyler, when, when Coach Spo brings up his journey early on with the Heat and how there was so much conversation around whether or not he would be a guy that stuck around and he relates to what you kind of went through this offseason and really a couple offseasons before this, mm -hmm. how much do you feel that? How much do you feel the words he's saying and how much does that kind of fortify to you that – Though you might not have felt all the way, quote-unquote, wanted through this process, they're bringing you back in here right now, and Coach Bo is saying, hey, we have the type of team that can compete for a championship, and part of that is you. Yeah, um, no, we've, we've always had, you know, a team, you know, ever since I've gotten here, we've had a team that, that can compete, you know, for a title, you know, with, uh, you know, I think me, Jimmy, and Bam, 
are pretty much in Duncan are pretty much the only ones that are still here from the bubble and um you know that says a lot about us us three or us four really just putting in you know the work that we've put in and you know we're we're about winning and you know that's what we're about so you know I'm excited to just be here um you know, I didn't know where I was going to be for for a while. So just knowing I'm here is, is good, and I'm ready to, like I said, I'm ready for the season. I'm not really worried about too much. Tyler Hero with us here on ESPN 106.3. The Heat about to embark on training camp in Boca at FAU. There's been a hell of a lot of discussion about Tyler Hero's value, Tyler Hero's worth over the last <clears throat> two months or so. In Tyler Hero's words, what is Tyler Hero's value? Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say too much. I know my value. Um, I'm I'm just excited to hoop. Uh, for the teams that didn't want me, that's on you. And the teams that do want me, you'll see why you want me. You you think about the fact that I mean those, those Trailblazers still have to play the Miami Heat on the basketball court this year a couple times, and and for you knowing not just what the fans were saying, but potentially if reports are right, what the front office out there thought of you. Mm-hmm. I mean. I know you're not out here circling dates on the calendar of the NBA <laughs> schedule. It's 82 of them, but how excited are you for that matchup? Yeah, uh, it's cool. Um, I'm ready to just play the best. Portland ain't the best, so I'm not really worried about Portland. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, uh, I, I wanted to. I know you said that you wouldn't have been 100 percent until five weeks after the finals. You said that uh, earlier today with that hand injury. Yep. Missing the postseason run. And much respect for you with the injury on a hustle play, and it sucks. There's nothing you can do about it now. But how how grating, how how difficult, frustrating was that time? And even through the summer, did you find yourself thinking back, what if, what if, what if the hand hadn't broken? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, all summer, really. You know, that's you know a, a big moment. You know, for any big time player that wants to that puts in a lot of work. You know, they want to be in them type of moments and being that. Seeing that run was, uh, I mean, it was great for the team and the organization, and um, it was a great experience to be a part of that. But obviously, you know, like I said, I would love to, to have been on the court and, and competing with my guys. But, you know, it's uh, every, everything happens for a reason, and um, I believe in that. And, uh, you know, I'm here now, and I'm motivated, and uh, I think that hand injury plays a big role in, you know, the season I'm about to have. Tyler, I, I want to ask specifically about how you've kind of been handling all of this on social media it seems like you've been connecting with fans mm-hmm. uh you've been not shying away from it you've been kind of actually making public comments and whatnot uh when you're doing all of this is it calculated is it just you going off of the vibes of how you're feeling on the day or um you know just how much of that is is are you like oh, i don't want people to see this side of me or i'm willing to kind of open up and be um open about how you're feeling when you i mean it, it's a weird off season mm-hmm. and now we're here what what was the strategy for you and all of that uh just i'm just having fun man just enjoying life enjoying being being an nba player you know there's uh many other things i could be doing and uh to be playing basketball and whether it's miami or somewhere else you know i'm just blessed to play so i'm not too caught up in a trade rumor anymore that's that's it's jokes to me like i'm whether whether i play in miami milwaukee anywhere i'm ready to play did you get the jersey I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it for free though. I ain't gonna buy it. Yeah, I was gonna say, you're better than that, Tyler. You are, you are better than that. How, how weird is it gonna be with no UD at practices, at least competing? Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be weird for sure. You know, I, I linked with uh, OG a couple of times throughout the summer, 
came to the house. I went to his, got some lunch a couple of different times. So just being a part of, you know, the the culture, you know, whether I was moved or not, you know, I know I'm part of the family and OG's been here since since the beginning of it. And I'm um, just blessed to, you know, had that relationship with him. And even though he's not here, you know, he he texts me before before camp and he pretty much just said, you know, he's counting on me. And we've talked about, you know, different things and. You know, he's been a big crutch to all, all this throughout the summer, and I appreciate him. So I'm just excited to to be, you know, here around him, and, you know, he'll still be around as well. So I'm excited. What part of um, what part of your game, <coughs> I know a, a lot of it you're ready to showcase. What part are you most excited for people to see? I mean, of course, it's about getting the wins, but you mm-hmm. also do have a chip on your shoulder, admittingly, after everything that's gone down, what are we what are we anticipating seeing out of you this season? Uh, just you know, big season. You know, just want to take a leap. You know, I feel like you know every year I continue to get better, and I'm gonna just continue to do that. Um, you know, my mind. I just say my mindset is probably the biggest thing that that has changed for me. It's my mindset. What is it? You'll see. I'm just I'm just laid back, man. I'm I'm ready to play basketball. That's it. Not too worried about much else. Just ready to hoop. Tyler, one final question for you. You said that, hey, you're just glad to be down here. And the thought that came to my mind is you don't have to sell condos or homes or anything <laughs> like that. They call moving companies. Uh, but it also occurred to me, uh, yeah, you had a, a, a young a young person to think about. How is, uh, how is your, your, your daughter and, and uh, how's everything going from that standpoint? Yeah, uh, no, she's, she's doing good. She's uh, just turned two last two weeks ago. Awesome. Uh, my son's about eight months now, so, you know, just continuing to to grow as a family. And, um, you know, this is all for them at the end of the day. So just competing and uh, putting putting on my best effort every single day for them on and off the court. Are you a diaper changer? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that goes, man. Hey, I got a bunch of – I got a five- and a seven-year-old daughter. I got a bunch of clothes if you want hand-me-downs for your daughter. I got you taken care of. Uh, yeah, we're uh, trying to get rid of some clothes too, man. <laughs> too many. Tyler, appreciate you. Glad you're still around. And uh, here's to a great uh, a great camp and a great season, okay? I appreciate you guys. Thank you. That is Tyler Hero with us on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Christian, we are late, late, late. Yeah, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, this is LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Heat Media Day on this Monday. We've been busy, 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 and a man who knows a thing or two about winning. He is an NBA champion, and he played a pivotal role for the Heat in their postseason run last year. He is back. It is Kevin Love with us here on Lavica Theo in Stone on ESPN West Palm. Uh, Kevin, I I hope you realize now with Udonis Haslam gone, retired, you now are the you're the you're the wise old veteran now in this heat locker room. Are you prepared to take on heat lifer status now? Yes, but by wise and old, I hope I, I still get some time out there on the floor. But I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, the gray, the gray hair is unbecoming. I understand. No, not the, the gray. I, I actually was telling someone before the show started that I needed to tell you this if we spoke. So here it goes. I think the gray hair is very refined. And I can't go. think of anything more frustrating than getting a three popped in my eye by a guy with some grays. That's like, that's good saying. stuff. A little touch of gray commercial coming that's at right. you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I would, I would like nothing better from being a Miami Heat players just to get that little touch of gray <laughs> endorsement 
I, I got it. Let's let's start it off right here, uh, Caleb. You you said this is media day sixteen for 16. you. Um, has has any off season been like this one though, with all of the uncertainty around the team? <sighs> I mean, also coming off a of finals appearance, yeah. which is a really big high there. Just. The weirdness of this offseason, what is it comparable to in your, your longevity of uh, NBA? Yeah, I think around the league, too, but certainly you know, pertaining to us, it, it, there was a lot of chatter. Obviously, there was a lot of moving parts. I think there was you know nine or ten iterations of, a, of this Miami Heat roster that never came to fruition, but it's, it's – I've been a part of that. I can empathize because, you know, my my tenure, at least, you know, within the four years that we went to the NBA Finals in Cleveland, that I was a part of so many trade scenarios. Kyrie was as well, but definitely myself the whole time I was there. Was I being traded when the trade deadline came around, when the offseason came around? What's going to happen? This guy adds value. We can get this for him. We can get this player. So I've been there before. I've seen it. I think that's part of being that old man that uh you know has the tenure in the league 16 uh 16 years now um i think that there's something to that for sure but no here we are landing spot i think you know you 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 know certain people have plans certain team have plans and you see within the last week uh how different the league looks especially the eastern conference how Mm -hmm. different the eastern conference looks now and it just that just goes to show you life comes at you fast this league is is unforgiving and what have you done for me lately and it just continues to happen at at a very fast pace kevin along that same vein and i can't imagine how stressful it is uh to be sitting there and have your name bandied about in all these trade iterations and you're someone who has been lauded through your career is being loyal to the organizations that you're playing for there's been a lot of discussion this offseason about player empowerment i mean where do you stand on this because it just seems like you can be rumored and proposed and then as soon as you feel like you've done your job for an organization for upwards of eight nine ten years and as soon as you try to dictate your future then the critics and the pitchforks come out what do you make of that yeah, no, I mean, I'm all for player empowerment, right? I think, you know, so often uh, people look, you know, when a situation doesn't quite work out that the player is always blamed, but in some cases rightfully so, but we don't tend to ever look anywhere else right. and, and point the blame anywhere else, which I think is uh, certainly a lapse in judgment and, and overlooked quite a bit. But then you have, you know, scenarios and, and, and uh, you know, certain things like, you know, the Dame situation as well as, you know, the James Harden situation. Those are different in their entirety and they have layers of complexity to them that make them very different. But who's right, who's wrong, you know, relationship with the front office, calling out the front office, calling out management, calling like I, I, I don't know if, if that, you know, the proper way, that is the proper way to to go about it. I understand if, if somebody wants to win, if they think, you know, a different scenario or different outlook or different team or fresh start is going gonna, is gonna to help them both mentally and for their family and what they want to get done legacy-wise. But there's certainly a way to do it and a way that I feel that, you know, player empowerment is used in a very positive connotation and then there's the other side of that as well and I think that we've seen seen both and uh, I think it's probably been the last yeah five seven ten years where we've seen a number of scenarios that have played out uh, in a very good space and not so good space I mean, a, a guy that was a, a championship teammate of yours is a big spark of, of all it. of that. That's why I say, what was that, like 10, uh, you know, what, 12 years yeah. ago now, something yeah. like that? Yeah. So I guess it's been even longer than that. Speaking of Miami Heat acquisitions, um, they, they got a guy in the first round this year in Jaime Jaquez Jr., yeah. a fellow UCLA guy. Yeah. 
I mean, just what, what's been your first impressions? When did you first meet him? I'm sure you knew him before. I did, yeah. What, just by yeah. being around Scarry there, uh, around UCLA's campus, he's probably my most watched and favorite college basketball player because I watched so many UCLA games. I loved his competitive nature. I loved his, his game or love his game. I, I appreciate how hard he plays, how hard he works, and has continued to get better year in and year out. So I think he fits exactly – who we are, what we want to get done, and I think he'll be, uh, you know, really seamlessly, you know, kind of flow into this team and training camp, and this year is going to uh, hopefully be very special, uh, initiating him into what we're doing and having him be a rookie in this league. Uh, I couldn't think of a better place for him. Kevin, better hair between him and Jimmy for media day? Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't say Jimmy because, I mean, that's just an absolutely special look, but <laughs> – yeah, Triple J. He, uh, you know, he has that flow going, throws that, that that headband on, and lets it go. I can't, I can't be mad at that either. Kevin Love with us here on ESPN 106.3, Lavica, Theo, and Stone, Miami Heat Media Day, and it's good to have Kevin Love here for a couple of minutes. You, you've played for a number of coaches in your career, Kevin, but you now under the tutelage of Eric Spolstra, and just your assessment is someone who's seen a lot of, of how Spo has been able to have this longevity in his coaching career with one team where he's really an institution now in yeah. the sport. What sets Spo apart i think it's his process it's his attention to detail it's his you know willingness to consistently put in the work day after day i mean nobody works as hard as him and that shows i think it's you know kind of from where he started in this league to how he built himself to where he is now i don't think that that's lost on him i think he tries to wring that towel out and get as much as he can out of every single day and i think that's what makes him special i mean we look over there and and really feel like we have an advantage um you know no matter who we're playing against no matter what coach is out there for uh, the other team. We look over there and understand that Eric Spolster gives us a, a unique advantage uh, from that perspective. Kevin, really appreciate the time. Uh, Thank you. And uh, I know you've got camp at FAU coming up. There's a big man up there, great vision. His name's Giancarlo Rosado. If you run into him, teach him the outlet pass if you could. <laughs> okay. And uh, we'll go from there. But thank you, Kevin. Appreciate you. All right, that is Kevin Love with us here on ESPN 106.3. I'm not actually sure, and I don't want to stir things up, but I don't know if Kevin Love and Giancarlo Rosado having an impromptu training session would be an NCAA violation. So uh, if it is, just forget I said anything at all. That's a good idea. I yeah. think you just say meet up at a park off site of yeah. FAU facilities. Yeah. Yeah. I, I may yeah. have just proposed an NCAA violation right there. Uh, if so, then FAU, forget I ever said it. And uh, then we'll burn that tape as well. It's parody law, right? It yeah. was all a joke, yeah, right? Yeah. It, I mean, <laughs> giggle, joke. giggle. It was no big come deal. On. Yeah. Um, should we uh, come back uh, and then dog bleep Monday yet? That sounds good to me. All right. Is there something you saw, heard, or read over the weekend in sports that was abject dog bleep? Well, good thing for you. We have an outlet for you. It is Dog Bleep Monday here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Coach Sala, why don't you uh, bring us in here? Um, yeah, dog Oh, things are rough for Coach. At least he's taking the time to once again lead us into the segment. Dog Bleed Monday on the way. He's Theo Dorsey, Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Lavica. This is Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, 
It's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Barnes and everybody yeah. else in yeah, the yeah, media. Yeah. And every Matt Barnes video we got, all of a sudden he's driving. Like, dude, there's, not, there's no, no way Matt Barnes had that many places to go in the midst of his beef with Kwame Brown. No. He was doing it from his car to make it seem as if, oh, this is just something I'm doing en route to important meetings. Uh. No, no. It's a, it's a power it. move. It goes along, though, with so the Manning cast. I'm a fan of it, and I think that Peyton and Eli do a great job. They get great guests. Here's my biggest issue is that the guests are always on Zoom, and sometimes you have the terrible delay, and the picture doesn't look nearly as good as Peyton and Eli's does. Can't we go back to, and I understand COVID changed a lot of things and a lot of people work remotely and they're very reliant on their at-home setup, but don't Peyton and Eli, and doesn't ESPN have enough money to get a professional cameraman out there to do the proper job of getting the guest on a camera that doesn't make you feel like your, uh, your, your internet is going down? Yes, but this new age of media sucks. I, it's it's we're getting a little lazy. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah, it's lazy. We're, we're getting very. As we say this, as we say this, I'm texting two high school coaches right now, asking them if they can do a <laughs> Zoom with me, so that I can do a <laughs> game of the a, week. It'll be w, and you can see that tonight on WPTV <laughs> yeah, News tonight. Channel Five. Yeah. Tonight on WPTV News Channel Five, and um uh, and yes, so so yes, I'm a bit of a hypocrite, but my excuse is I am at Heat Media Day, right. and I am actually now sitting down with Nikola Jovic, now second year. Miami Heat player who's about to get his head said, are we good to do a, a, a Jovic interview right now? Yeah, let's do it. Nikola okay. Jovic, who is making his second trip to this show. He yes. was uh, he joined us Heat Media Day last year here on ESPN 106.3. And it is Nikola Jovic with us on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Uh, Nikola, congratulations. Also, congratulations on runner-up at the World Championships. Yeah, we were thank all you, thank uh, you guys. we were all super pumped for you. And what a what a breakout, breakout opportunity that that was just let's just start with that uh what was that like someone like you who's who last year was very much uh you were you were put in a position to cram learn heat culture uh during the season you see some incredible things and you didn't really see much of the floor now you go on an international level now with a lot of expectations on you at the nba but to play the way you did in the world championships what did that do to your confidence uh it helped me a lot you know uh, especially being in the finals being with these guys and uh, just being around them even though i didn't play even though i didn't play uh it felt great it felt great it felt amazing and uh i think that translated to the whole world cup thing because uh, every game out there is a winner go home sure so it helped me a lot you know and uh, last season was not easy and uh i got injured during the season and came back right around the started the playoffs and then I started preparing for for the summer league basically because I knew I'm gonna gotta be ready for, to play through the playoffs and during the finals so I was basically preparing for the whole summer league thing played three games out there and then uh, the whole World Cup thing happened and it was great it was great you know I'm, I'm happy I'm happy that everything went how it went and I'm happy I'm here now. I was going to ask you specifically about that how, how happy are you to be wearing that jersey right now that says Heat 5 knowing that you're going into this season with a contending team, a team that wants to be right back at that final stage again, 
playing meaningful games instead of what could have happened because, again, you were another one of the guys whose name was floating around and it wasn't certain that you'd be back here in South Florida. How excited are you to be playing for a contender this year? I'm happy. I'm happy. You know, I'm happy with the, that I'm with the team that actually drafted me, you know, even though it's my just my second year, you know, I'm happy. Uh, I stay with these guys because I appreciate they did everything for me and I think I can grow, the, grow a lot here. Uh, uh, it's not going to be easy for sure, you know, to be back where we were and it was not easy last year, but uh, I'm not, I know we're ready, I know we have the tools, uh, I know uh, we're a better team than we were last year and that's it. You, uh, oh, go ahead, Theo. I'm sorry. I was, I was just going to ask you specifically, uh, what do you feel like you need to be proving in camp and what you've been doing through the offseason? I mean, we saw you on the big stage uh, playing very well, but what are you proving to Spo and the guys to work your way more into the lineup, get more playing time, and be more of a pivotal part of this uh, rotation this year? I mean, I just need to show that I can play, you know, and I think I'll be able to do it, you know. Uh, I can play multiple positions like they already told, and uh, I'm going to be ready to play whatever – whatever position they want me to play you know and uh, uh situation i'm in right now where uh, uh I'm, I'm already you know i've been to the summer league to the world cup and i'm uh, i'm already in a good conditions the good conditioning and uh i'm game ready and uh we're gonna see we're gonna see i'm uh, i'm really ambitious about what's gonna come and uh i hope everything goes well Nikola Jovic with us here on ESPN 106.3. Lavica Theo in stone. Theo mentioned your uh, your game and expectations. We know you can hit the three, and you did that an awful lot over the summer. Uh, you're going to be asked, obviously, to play down low, be someone that can make an impact in the post. You noticeably bigger. Uh, from the, You sat down with us last year, and, well, you looked like a rookie. And now you've been putting on some bulk. What is the uh, Nikola Jovic workout routine? Why are you so much more muscular now? I mean, uh, it was a lot of weight, you know, and uh, we have some great guys downstairs who – uh, great trainers who who work every day with you and uh, I was lifting uh, almost I would say five days a week wow. mm. which is uh, which is a lot you know five four days a week and uh, it, it paid off it paid off you know I had a good diet where uh, I was eating a lot, of, a lot of healthy stuff but I was eating a lot you know and uh, so it was a process it was not easy I would say in one way my injury helped me in that way you know where I was just I was just uh, thinking about one thing, and that's the game I'm ready. And uh, yeah, I'm 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 gonna continue to work on it. I feel like I can be even a lot better, and we'll see. What are we talking about here? We talking eggs? We talking uh, <laughs> peanut butter? Like, uh, what what are we eating to bulk up here? Look, I would say uh, I love peanut butter. I never <laughs> ate peanut butter before I came to America, and really? I think yeah. I mean, I I, I tried it and stuff, but it's not. People don't use it as much. I don't know why. It just they just don't use it, but. Before every game, I will make sure I eat some peanut butter and jelly because that that thing is unbelievable. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that. Now, now I got to ask you a more important part. I mean, we could talk basketball all day and what you know building up your body is going to do for that. I mean, we in South Florida, baby. So like when you when you build up that body now, how often do you find yourself? For me, on the short sleeve button downs, I don't step out the house with at least three of them down. Like I need chest wide open. Now that you've been bulking up even more, how many buttons down are we getting typically yeah. on your shirts here? Uh, I'm not even wearing your shirt, man. I'm making <laughs> sure I get out on a pool every day, man. I have a pool in my building, getting some sun, you know. It feels amazing. It feels amazing. I'm really... <laughs> 
No shirt. I'm really happy. That's yeah. awesome. No shirt. Nicola like went from, Smith. Yeah, he went from Serbia to the coolest guy in South Florida. I'm into this right now. Nikola Jovic with us here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, I also, I, I, I suppose now related to basketball, but related to your home nation, um, Novak Djokovic, is he, is he the Serbian sports hero? Yeah. I would say he's uh, the best. Uh, how would I say? This? How would I say that? He's the best athlete. Yeah, best athlete ever. Yeah, in Serbia. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he just—it's not even about tennis. It's the thing that he does even off the court. You know, he embraced so many, so many young kids. Even even me. You know, when I was a kid. You know, just how hard you need to compete to win to be where he is. You know, because you can see a, a lot of people don't like him. Right. A lot of people don't like him, and uh, I think that's one of the things also that he g- gets him motivated. He's a great person. Uh, he's a great tennis player, and uh, uh, I don't know how people can actually unlike him. You know, uh, him. Like I said, people in Serbia look so much up to him that it's it's insane. When when you think about uh, development here, it's not just about you building your body up, but also your mind and learning more of what this system is, learning more of what heat culture is. How much different is media day this this go round for you uh, with the experience you did get last year? Uh, it's different, man. It is different. I ain't gonna lie, it is different, and uh, the whole heat culture is a real thing. It's a real thing, and. Uh, uh, you can see it. I mean, you can see it. You saw it last year. We were the number eight team actually ending up in the finals, you know, and uh, I was sure if uh, we had some more luck, we would maybe win those finals. And uh, I'm sure we'll be right back at it, and uh, I'm sure we'll be working even more. And uh, I'm, like I said, I'm happy I'm here, and uh, I'm happy that I'm able to learn what the actual culture looks like. And have, have you worn Triple J? And the other newcomers about uh, what to expect um, for year one out here. What I you mean, he's learned? already ready. I think he's ready. You know, I, you can see he's he's hungry. You can see he wants to ball out, and I think he'll help the team a lot. I uh, love it, Nikola. I wanted to ask you one more thing, and again, thanks for joining us, Nikola Jovic, with us here on ESPN 106.3 Heat second year man, and uh, certainly expectations in year two coming up for Nikola, who finished runner up in the World Basketball Championships. Uh, when when uh, you look at how you can impact this season and you look at the opportunity in front of you and you've mentioned heat culture an awful lot. What have you learned about yourself from just being able to work and put in more work than maybe you thought possible when you came into the NBA? What have you learned about yourself just from a pure effort standpoint because of what you describe heat culture? Uh, I learned that there's a lot more work that I can put in and that I learned that the uh, my limits are higher than hmm. what I actually thought they were, and uh, I'm I'm happy that uh, I kind of understand that because I know I now I have a lot to work on, and uh, I don't want to end up being a guy who didn't uh, exceed his expectations. That's, sure. Is that how it said? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Okay. You'd yeah. you'd like to exceed your expectations? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, that. That we're all rooting for you. We were thrilled with what you did uh, mm-hmm. over the summer, Thank and you guys. Uh, Thank you. this is a big opportunity. I know you knew that. So uh, thanks again for jumping on with us. And uh, here's to uh, us talking about a title when you do it again next year at Media Day with us. Let's yeah, go. thank you guys. I appreciate everything you did. Thank you guys. Thank Appreciate you. you. I'll see you. Have a good one. Nikola Jovic with us here on ESPN 106.3. Should we break, Christian? Should we break here since you got a, as they say in the business, a fatty? 
Yeah, let's do it now. All right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's get to a fatty, and then Theo and I will be back, and we'll actually have a proper dog bleep Monday. <laughs> Unless another Heat player comes by, and then we're just going to cancel the whole damn thing. <laughs> we're not, uh, yeah, as Theo Dorsey's done the bandwidth, I'm, yeah, there's only so many we can talk to. I'm Ken Levick. It's Levicka, Theo, and Dorsey on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Theo, you're down in Miami right now. May I suggest, if you have time, that North Miami Beach location, that North Miami Beach Duffy's location is legit, right on the water, beautiful patio area. Uh, so, so that's my recommendation to you because I know you love yourself some Duffies. Come on, man, and that's exactly what I'm thinking because I'm sitting here at media day, and, and trust me, I'm loving it here. But I, I don't see a nice platter of, of food out in front of me, so why not leave out of here early, skip on out to the nearest Duffies, and what I'm eyeing right now, that major league burger, half pound beef patty, sunny side up egg, applewood smoked bacon. Mm. Crumble blue cheese, Swiss cheese as well. I mean, you can't have enough of this stuff. Duffy Sports Grill, the one place to go, um, not just for a quick lunch, not just to grab dinner, but also if you want to watch games on the weekend. More than 80 televisions at every single Duffy Sports Grill. You hear it. I'm, I'm out here in Miami. doesn't matter if you're in West Palm, you're along the Treasure Coast. You can find a Duffy Sports Grill near you. Go to Duffy'sMVP.com. Get yourself a Duffy's MVP card. And then you can lock in and enjoy some great action on the TV screens. And, of course, my favorite, two-for-one drinks, not just happy hour. All day, every day, two-for-one drinks. Duffy'sMVP.com. And remember, at Duffy's, our game is always on. Theo, let me indulge you real quick on on how the Dolphins largely jobbed me. Uh, on a near winning day with oh, prize picks yesterday. No. So so I played two four pick entries, twenty dollars to win two hundred on prize picks yesterday. Two of them. One was a full day NFL, the other was first quarter. NFL. That's right. They have options where you can win just based on uh, numbers put up in quarters. There's so many. They they Price Picks wants to hand you money. Like I'm convinced, they just want to they 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 want to they just just hand you in a bucket money. Okay. So I had Josh Allen over 61 and a half pa- uh, more than 61 and a half passing yards yesterday. Bang. First quarter out of the way. Had 80. Right. Uh, I had uh, Justin Tucker and Dustin Hopkins. Uh, they had more than half a field goal. Bam. That was good. First quarter. Justin Fields, more than 40 and a half passing yards. I got risky there. Bam. 64 because I knew the Broncos were going to fail. Well, until the fourth quarter. But the first quarter, I knew they were going to fail. And then I had Diggs, Hill, Mostert, more than half a rushing or receiving touchdown. Nothing. Stephon Diggs had three touchdowns, and the Dolphins couldn't let him score one of them in the first quarter. Come and on. so I three of four hits there, but that wasn't enough. That was a pick four. Then my four pick entry full day NFL, Tyler Bass, more than one and a half field goals made. Bam. Braxton Berrios, more than 24 and a half receiving yards. Bam. 41. Then this is where I was failed. Raheem Mostert, more than half a passing, rushing, or receiving touchdown. Nothing. Was shut out. Nothing. And then Tua Tungavailoa, more than 35 and a half passing attempts, had 34. 
And that is how I came up short, just barely, thanks to the Dolphins. Two, two prize pick entries yesterday. But again, it's so easy. That's an indication right there. I nearly hit on two. I came really two numbers away from 400 in the bank yesterday with prize picks. Use the promo code KLV. Promo code KLV. Double your deposit up to $100. That's prize picks with a promo code KLV. Double in your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. Uh, Theo, uh, do you, uh, do we want to break down real quick NBC's failure last night? We have to. Okay. We must. So I-, I knew, and we talked about it last week, that with Taylor Swift in attendance at MetLife Stadium, that this was going to be a disaster. Just for, for a football fan, just an overwhelming crap parade. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. This was when you started seeing the video of Taylor Swift walking in with Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds through Mm -hmm. security, you knew what was coming. Here is how the booth portion of the NBC broadcast last night started with Mike Tirico. Dynamic duo of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey on NBC's Sunday Night Football. Oh, and yeah... She's here. Taylor is in the house. Awesome. And we thank you for having us into your house. Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth, Melissa Stark. Hi, Swifties. We'll be with you all night. Oh, God. It's just so bad. It's just so bad. But then it continued. They brought Carson Daly into the picture. Former MTV, Total Request Live. Now he does something on the Today Show, and he hosts The Voice. Is that what that is? The Voice on NBC? Uh, Carson Daly gave Taylor Swift fans, and I'm not bleeping about this, Theo, a tutorial on the game of football. Hello, America. Football is coming right up, I promise you. We all know this is not just any Sunday night football game. He's in the end zone. She's on the bleachers. She's had a lot of big catches. This would be the biggest. <laughs> Taylor Swift has finally put you on the map. She put him on the map. Don't say that in public, please. You ruined my meal. We got a call from our friends at NBC Sports asking us to put tonight's story in language uh. that the legions of Swifties would understand. Uh. You think we can help him out, audience? Here we go. That like hurts. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the league. Well, he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Ah. Who are basically the next great American dynasty in the NFL. I like that. On the other side, they're these guys, the New York Jets. They've been left with a blank space after losing their star quarterback. I want to die. Is injured tonight. Sure, they're going to try and shake it off, but against the defending Super Bowl champs, it's probably not likely to happen. Maybe only in their wildest dreams. The facts are the Chiefs have a fearless, magical mastermind who likes to throw the ball to a guy with plenty of style. Back of the end zone, caught, touchdown! So Swifties, this is Sunday Night Football. We really hope something enchanting makes you feel like this tonight. Again, kill me. Yeah, man. It is, it is so cringy. It is so disrespectful to the football fan, to their core audience. I mean, NBC was a trash bag last night. And that's typically one of my favorite primetime games. I love Sunday Night Football. I love their broadcast typically. I like generally their post game, which also was a fumble. Um, So, yeah, that was a little – I was disgruntled afterwards. Also, six for 60 yards? Travis Kelsey. If we're going to have this hoopla about you and who you're dating and all of that and make it the whole broadcast, at least give me a touchdown. You've got to do it for the Swifties. Come on. I asked I asked our teammate Jamie when Taylor Swift is going back on tour. 
and she said November, <laughs> and it can't come soon enough. Please. I mean, enough. Taylor, I, I respect you, and I appreciate you. Yeah. And your contribution to culture. But stop. You are you are ruining what's been a great NFL season just by your mere presence because middle-aged cringe men keep fawning over you. Please go back on tour for all of us. Theo, great work today. That's Theo. That's done. I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.